Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Here we go, Tech Talk number two of 2022. Doug Swindahart is in for the entire hour, taking your calls and texts on computers, hardware, software, whatever. You name it, Doug can handle it. And if not, we'll get you the answer and bring it to you next week. Uh, The number is 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Doug, I hope you're doing well. Yeah, just fine, Steve. Thank you very much. Sure is cold one last couple days, huh? Yeah, it has been very chilly. Here we are in the mid-20s, which is a normal high temp in January, and it feels great. I got outside, scraped down the driveway, did a little cleanup on the edges where the snow had blown over, and I'm thinking to myself, this isn't too bad. So if there is a benefit for the bitterly cold stuff, it makes temps in the 20s and low 30s feel pretty good. And as you heard a moment ago with Mark Fryer, temps are going to take another dive. And, uh, you know, then we'll bounce back later in the week. We're kind of in that roller coaster ride. It is what it is here in January. Doug, we have talked about this, and I've really noticed it. And I, on occasion, will have uh, a computer in my bag. And... Even if I'm outside for a short period of time, say walking from the car into work um, or vice versa, or I run an errand and leave that bag and that computer in there for a while, that outside case gets very, very cold very quickly. Um, we, we talked about it before, but we want to remind people you can really damage your equipment if you don't allow that to come up to room temperature mm-hmm. before you fire it up, it is a major no-no. And that's true in the real hot weather as well, but I think it's a bigger deal in the cold. What do you think? I agree. And the, the, the thing is, is you might not even see the damage that you're doing immediately, but it's having a tremendous effect. Even if the outside is cold and the inside didn't get all the way down to 10 below, for example, when you turn that on, that, that air exchange in there, there's a lot of things going on. And contrary to popular belief, portables are not built to military standards. They're, they're still, it's a delicate piece of equipment, and it needs to be treated as such. I had a gentleman stop over the other day, want me to throw it on my bench, and I said, well, yeah, let's He handed me this thing, and I said, oh, no, this has been in the car. He said, yeah, I said, it's got to sit in my house at least four or five hours. This one was an ice cube all the way through. you got to let them climatize. It really does pay. You just can't remind people enough. Extreme heat, extreme cold. And, and in fact, I think they're actually 
affected to a great deal by barometric pressure as well, which you can't see or smell, and most people usually don't even think about. But that also will have an effect. These are these are pretty delicate pieces of equipment and need to be treated as such. Good point, Steve. Thank you. I, I feel the barometric pressure in my knees, but uh, yeah. that that's a whole other story. Uh, Part so, age. So, yeah, for, for sure. So that is a big deal. The, the, the equipment doesn't like the cold. Uh, don't leave them in the cars. It's a bad deal. Bring them in the house. Uh, and if you forget, bring them in and just let them sit for a while. Very good advice indeed. We, we always get a ton of texts right out of the gate, and we invite you to get on the phone lines as well. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. We'll be going to the text line momentarily, but we want to bring in our producer, Carrie Klatt. Uh, Carrie has a question for Doug. And Carrie, fire away. Sure. Hi, guys. Thank you. We are sure. uh, we're taking our son, our three-year-old son, to Florida, and he. Um, so I'm just wondering what I want to buy him an iPad or some sort of tablet that that he can have on an airplane. So this is just for a three-year-old. So I don't need anything fancy. Um, should I spend the money on an iPad or should what should I do, Doug? I think an iPad might be a little bit advanced, and I'm racking my brain. I just had this about a month or so ago, and I'm looking for portable. Yeah, we'll be using and it. I found just for, one for, he's going to watch his little TV show or Disney. You know, we'll need the Disney app and just music. That's all he'll. That's all he'll need with it. I would still. I, I'd actually be looking at a Chromebook probably, but there's there's actual computers meant for preschool. Yeah, you know, Carrie, I'll jump in while Doug's doing a search. For for my money, for something like this, and I, my brother has has done this, and and he has younger kids, and like an Amazon Fire tablet, you know, fifty bucks, uh, you can get it overnighted, and you're only out fifty bucks. I I think that would be the way to go. It's something he can play with. And if you get wrecked, you're you're not out that much. So I mean, you you can get a little seven inch tablet. Uh, I, I went to Amazon real quick. There are other retailers, but that's what I would do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. You. No doubt. Uh, Walmart got a kid's tablet for seventy nine ninety nine. Uh, there's one called Little Genius, which looks to me to be right up with Fisher Price for kids. Uh, that's seventy nine dollars. There's a VTech PlaySmart. That looks more like um, similar to uh, like a Game Boy, probably a lot smaller. And that's at Amazon for $22. But, yeah, this is going to give them a tremendous advantage. Uh, both of my granddaughters started playing with computers sometime around 2. And um, <clears throat> my son Andy, he actually bought a small iPad, and they were good with it. He kind of watched them and made sure that their habits were good right from the start. And they, it's, it's a tremendous advantage. They're going to have computers in their life forever. I think it's a good thing to get them started. That's a good plan on your part. All right, Carrie. Good luck with that. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't spend a ton of money because uh, getting into an iPad is quite a bit more. And really, uh, for a parent or a grandparent that want a device around the house, and I, I've noticed this, uh, my kids as well, but my my brother in particular, and, and he has – kids ranging from kindergarten all the way uh through high school now he's got four of them but but they are good with the electronic devices and i'm a big believer in 
if you can get by with affordable hardware, because this stuff breaks, it gets dropped, it falls. That's why I'm a huge fan of of the Chromebook, and we talk about it a lot on the program, Doug. Um, no doubt. And, and I'm trying to sell my dad on one. He's not so sure. It's going to take a while to get him convinced to, to make that move over there. But, but he has got an older Windows laptop, and it's on its last legs. And I've learned enough from you over the years to know that it's on its last legs, and he needs something. And I'm trying to push him in that direction of getting over to Gmail and getting comfortable with a Chromebook because he's just really doing stuff online. And one thing that I think I'm making inroads on, I said if you drop this or something happens to it, you're only out $250, $300 for a pretty decent Chromebook. And I, I think he's starting to hear that and starting to understand that that might be the way to go. Oh, if you could get him just to play with it for three to five days, he will seriously think that he died and went to heaven. There's no comparison. Oh, yep. by the way, and Gary, um, the one I was thinking of is called a Leapfrog 2-in-1, oh. and I think they got that at Target for $20. You might want to check that out as well. Um, there's a lot of equipment out there for, for kids and preschoolers, and for your dad, you can't convince him quick enough to jump into a Chromebook, in my opinion. Yeah. Even if you got to pick one up used at, um, at uh, a Tech Dump, they've got their sales thing. You might be able to pick one up there cheap enough to where you just send it to him. Say, well, if you don't like it, send it back to me. Yeah. If you get it in his hands, that'll do it. Yeah, and it is his sales job. He's not easily convinced, uh, stuck in his way. So, uh, oh, sure. We'll, yeah, we'll... human nature. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. By the way, phone lines are open 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. And if you call in, you'll talk to Carrie. She'll put you through to the show. Or the text line comes right into the studio, and let's get going on that. We already have a ton of these on the program, and we sure do appreciate it. All right, Doug, uh, we've heard uh, – I'm not, I'm not familiar with this. Maybe you are. Uh, have you heard if NVIDIA has resolved the power spikes in the higher-end GPU of the 30 series? It you know, this just amazes me. me. They, they, they have not. And they say they have a couple of times, but they keep rescinding. Yeah, it just amazes me what's happened to, to the price of video cards. And I don't understand it. I, I mean, I know there's a, a chip shortage going on, but nothing else in computers has been affected as greatly as video interface cards. I about must have been a year and a half or so ago. I said to Nancy, I said, see these little MSI cards? They're overstocked at the Micro Center. I'd like to buy 10 of them. She said, well, how much are they? I said, well, they're $170. Oh, God, she couldn't see it. Those same video cards, if I had those 10 in my garage right now, they're selling for $700. It's just oh, wow. insane, what's, it's insane what's happened with video cards. I'm, I'm hoping that it'll come back down. I don't know why this is, but they're working on it. This NVIDIA power surge thing is extremely unique because they're, they're saying, well, it's not being regulated by the motherboard. It's this particular chip. It's that. And the part that really is mind-boggling is almost always it's happening within the warranty period. So it's, a, it's not a planned obsolescence thing, I don't think, where it's programmed to do something once you get out of warranty. But video cards today are extremely expensive, so... Use some caution with what you got going on with them. 
I look forward to seeing what happens with NVIDIA and this power spike thing. This is uh, this has been pretty interesting. Yeah. So uh, NVIDIA, I video card. All right, let's keep moving. Windows 10 Thunderbird does not allow me to send a reply or forward an email on the desktop, but it works okay on the laptop. What could be going on? Oh, it has to be configurations. Uh, yeah, either that or, or the, if they're using a Gmail account, you're going to have to actually train that device to be a trusted device in your Gmail settings, even though they're both Thunderbird. Because you're on a different device. That's probably the case right here. Um, Gmail and all other email providers have gotten real serious about security. And to put a mix of another device or another email client in the middle of the user and the Internet adds another layer or, should I say, another possible security vulnerability. So Google takes that and says, okay, you have to approve that. And we're going to make you a special little tunnel. That's probably what's going on there. And I hope that helps. Quick break. We'll come back with more. um, And we're going to start with a really good one. How do I make sure I have a good Wi-Fi signal throughout the entire house? We'll get Doug's thoughts on that coming up. We'll talk about a Dell PC that it's about four years old and having some issues. We'll get into that and much more. Here's the number, 651 461 Nine two two six. It is Tech Talk with Doug here on a Saturday. News Talk E three O W C C O. Tech Talk here on a Saturday as always. Our number is six five one four six one nine two two six. Call or text that number. If you call the studio, you'll talk to Carrie. She'll put you through, and the texts come right into the studio, and I'll get those to Doug. Uh, let's start on the phone lines. Let's go to Mark and Coon Rapids. Mark, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Thanks so much for taking my call. Doug, I have a question for you. Um, from the standpoint of the VPN option for security, is the DuckDuckGo um, process, is that something that is kind of a, a better security format? Is it taking over for the VPN? You, you know, the more you learn about virtual private networks, the, the more complex they seem to become. I actually have spent a good amount of time the last several years playing with these things, and my plan was to have one that covered the whole house. So it was actually installed in the router. Uh, so your, your cable or your sentry link comes into the house, goes to the modem, right straight out of the modem, right straight into the router, so no matter who connects, they're automatically connected. I've found that this is extremely difficult, and I have actually tested probably, oh man, probably 15 or 16 different virtual private network um, services, and every one of them, even though I've got a gigabit feed with, with Xfinity, every one of them just the slows down my entire network to the point where it's almost unusable, and they all will give you some semblance of security, but nothing is 100%. I would suggest before you go invest in that kind of money that you, that you uh, uh, test out um, the Tor browser, T-O-R, and all you got to do is just go to Google and type in the Tor project and read about it. You can download a browser for each one, and that way it's just another browser when you want anonymity and real top-shelf security. This is really a good, a good, promo- a good solution for most people. VPNs, I think it's getting better. 
I think that there's too much sales hype involved right now, and they're making promises that, in my mind, just aren't coming true yet. It, it, it will come. It will get better. Big thing is, is to have your, your wireless protected and to kind of keep track of how your privacy settings are set up on each individual machine. There's um, a guy that specializes in this, and uh, uh, Brax, B-R-A-X, Braxman, B-R-A-X-M-A-N. Um, he's got just a tremendous amount of videos and papers. He's on YouTube, and big guy. He's very good with security. Uh, give that a shot, and I hope that helps. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, or text, have, sorry. Yeah, people have heard uh, about DuckDuckGo uh, here on the radio a great deal. And, and what that is is a browser. Say, for instance, you're using Google right now. You open a, you know, you you open up whatever uh, search engine, or you you open up Google and use it as a search engine. DuckDuckGo is that, and it just has more privacy. It's not like using Google to search out something. Uh, and and Doug, that 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 seems to work pretty well. I think that that's a good point that you made. DuckDuckGo and also StartPage.com, which at one time, I can remember 15 years ago that StartPage.com was actually considered malware. No more. It's it's whisper clean, got it all cleaned up. But those two are kind of my go-to search engines lately. And DuckDuckGo, you can actually have almost everything that you get with Google in time. It's got to get trained because they all have artificial intelligence built in per user. But once you get this thing rolling, it's fast, it's clean, and it's definitely private. And you will not see near as many pop-ups and advertising using the DuckDuckGo search engine that you would with Google. But like I say, it's going to take a little time to train it up to you. Well, it depends on how much you're on the computer. Mine took maybe two weeks, if that. And I was on it well, four or five times a day throughout each day, which is pretty easy to do with search engines. But I really like DuckDuckGo. I think it's a top, top, top shelf search engine, and it's getting better every day. 229, let's get another quick one in from the text line, then we'll have a break and uh, go right back to the phone calls and all the texts right after that weather break. Uh, What is the best way to boost my Wi-Fi signal throughout the house? Doug, we're a little tight on time, but what do you recommend? Well, depending on what you have for a smartphone, if it's... um... Uh, on Android, go to play.google.com or the Apple Store, if it's iOS, and look for a Wi-Fi analyzer. That Now it's on your smartphone, and you can actually walk around your house, and it will give you instruction. Most of them you can get for free. Some of them are 2 3 bucks. I've got one from 2019 that works just spot on. I've been carrying it, and that's the name of it, Wi-Fi analyzer. Once you got that determined, you can tell, well, what do I do? I need extra equipment. Do I need a mesh system? And that gets kind of complex, so we'll have to keep it short, Steve. And thank you so much for the text. I hope that helps. Yeah, and if we have more time out of the break, we'll circle around uh, to what you can do to improve the Wi-Fi signal about, oh, sure. about the house and and some ideas. We'll get to that Dell PC. Uh, someone having trouble with TurboTax. We'll get into that. This seems to be an annual one about this time of year. Uh, we'll get into all of that coming up here. A news talk, E3OWCCO. Tech talk with Doug, Steve Thompson in. Of course, Doug Swinhart is our expert. Computers, hardware, software, whatever. 651 461 9226 is the phone number. 
651-461-9226. And by all means, uh, call or text, and you can use that number. Uh, let, let's uh, get to Ron. Uh, he called in. He was driving and just wanted to hang up and carry past this along. Uh, he's been using Norton antivirus for a long time. He's wondering if Doug still likes that or if there's another antivirus that he should use. Well, yeah, I, I really can attend towards um, the, the, what, what really actually is being produced here in the U.S. And Norton is a, is a, is a United States is an American company, but I think that their patterns are actually coming from outside. And I like to promote local businesses as much as possible. So I'm probably going to tend to go towards more uh, malware bites or ESET. ENOT32 from ESET, that's a tremendous program. This is getting more and more competitive all the time. And it's, it's important. My only issue with Symantec, with Norton Antivirus, is it seems to take an awful lot of resources. Now, the big thing is, is they all today, once you buy... Then they want to sell you more. And I always take the approach, well, if it was good enough when I paid my $29, $30, $35, whatever, that should take care of it. But two weeks later, well, you better have this and the browser protection and on and on. And most of that, I just don't think people need. Yeah, but Nern's a good product. I just look for something that's a little bit more efficient with computer resources. And that's my opinion and my opinion only. That's, I hope that helps. All right, very good. Uh, Rick from Richfield, you're on the line. Hello. Hi, Steve. Good to hear you. And Doug, glad you're on the air. It's WCCO. Um, got a problem where my computers aren't talking to each other, so to speak. Uh, um, I got a Windows 8, and I want to share pictures with my wife's Windows 10. But, uh, no, they're just not talking to each other. Uh, two issues here. Um, first of all, you want to make sure that, that you have... You're on the same work group, and if you're playing around with networking, you're going to, hopefully you understand that. If you don't, give me a call, and I'll explain it to you quick. And secondly, I like using the passwords rather than just letting Windows willy-nilly. I don't use home group. I go right straight to the upper echelon, and and it appears at first glance to be more um, complicated. It's not. Home group, I think, is kind of iffy. And that plus the fact that if you got cabled and Wi-Fi, you want to make sure you're on the same IP address subnet. But other than that, you really, I think with the Windows 8, you can connect to a Windows 10. I do not, maybe it's the other way. One way or another, you can only connect with one that's the server and the other one is the workstation. Can't go both ways. Um, and if that needs an explanation, give me a call sometime next week and I'll go over this with you. Uh, this can be a little tricky at first. And then other than that, if it's not connected, then you got to start looking for network collisions in your hardware setup. And I hope that helps. All right, Doug, let's jump back. Speaking of network and uh, Wi-Fi and all of that in the home, this can be a challenge, making sure you get a good Wi-Fi. I have a, a smaller ranch built in the 50s, and we have uh, the modem and the router in my daughter's bedroom because she's hardwired into the Xbox. Sure. And then we ran a wire down to my studio. Um, it doesn't look that great, but, but it works for now. Um, going on two years of the pandemic, but I, I don't know. Eventually I'll make it permanent, but 
getting Wi-Fi in some other parts of the house for folks can be tricky. If you have a fireplace or some sort of other issue, you know, a big brick and stone fireplace, that can cause problems with signals. But what do you recommend for people to solve these issues? There's some relatively inexpensive options, and there's more expensive options as well. Absolutely. You know, with the innovation of Wi-Fi 6, the speeds are incredible. I set up several laptops over the last month or so, and I'm getting wireless speeds as fast as wired. Now, you don't have the distance that you have with wired. And speaking of wired, you and I were briefly discussing the um, uh, Ethernet, power over Ethernet, where there, and this has been around a while, this is not anything new. If your electrical circuit is on the same line, you can actually use your electrical, your AC, as Ethernet. Plug in a low plug on one side, low plug on the other, and then your Ethernet cable goes in, and you actually have a wired network that runs just as fast as a normal wired network. It's not gigabit. I believe it's 100 megabit per second. Great plenty for networking. Your average Wi-Fi is getting somewhere around 30 to 40 megabits per second. And so you can see that 100 should be suffice, but even the new ones now are even going with um, a gigabit over Ethernet. Uh, an actual switch, I think you can get on Amazon. Last one I bought was uh, 28 bucks, but that's a gigabit with five ports. But power over Ethernet is a wonderful, wonderful alternative. And of course, we got the mesh routers, which is wireless. That's a little bit trickier. That you're going to want to use a Wi-Fi analyzer to see where you need it, how much strength you need, or like we did at your house, just put up another extender. I think they're going for about 30 bucks today. The prices are dropping. There's a multitude of, of answers there. Uh, and I, I kind of like using business at Amazon with this. If it doesn't work, send it back and try something else. doesn't cost you a penny. I love that part of Amazon. If you got a Prime account, it works out really, really well. And I hope that helps. Thank you so much. Yeah, those extenders you plug in have been really slick over the years and have have worked really, really well. Um, And I I can't say enough because you're you're absolutely right. We found a spot. It helped get uh, a good Wi-Fi signal into the kitchen and uh, the dining room area, and it it worked out really, really well without running wires. Uh, Ideally, if I was going to build new or do a big remodel, I, I would do a, a complete wired Ethernet network in the house. It, it's, it's not available in this old house. Uh, I know that might be a copyrighted term, but if I were able to redo it, I, I would make sure that I have, you know, Cat 6 everywhere. Well, or, well and they don't have the categories, uh, the categories actually approved yet, but they're selling cables that they claim are capable of Category 8, which is just a, a little bit heavier coding, and they're capable of higher speed data transfer. And But right around the corner, it's already in place, but there's just not a lot of equipment to go with it. They're gonna, we, we are going to see networking and data being transferred and used right straight through your HDMI cable. And I'm not certain if you're going to be able to see the video on a TV plus network over that cable, I think you will. They, the capacity of HDMI is really broad. And it's going to get real good with this as well. Um, in your particular instance, you know, for that cable that's going, you can actually get a small little extender, 
a lot of these have an Ethernet port on the bottom. Well, you got the Wi-Fi talking to your Wi-Fi, and hopefully you can get 5 gigahertz, and then you plug in an Ethernet cable and run it to your computer. That's rock-solid stable as well. Uh, I've done a lot of that throughout the years, and put a little switch on that um, on the on the cable coming out of the extender, and now I got another four ports that I can run within a room. Works out real good for keeping cable management in in line. And sure, but but you're right. If you're going to do a custom house, in fact, the the new philosophy is that uh, even the AC adapters they're two and three feet off the floor. They're like right almost at your waist level or, or thigh level, which I really love. Just crawling around on the floor. Nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't like crawling around on the floor. Yeah. Um, when we come back, we promise we'll get to this one. Dell PC that's about four years old, and it's a laptop with a disk drive. I've tried to download TurboTax 2021 on it, and I'm having issues. We'll get into that right out of the break here on Tech Talk. Doug Swindahart is in. We'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the hour here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. It is Tech Talk. Doug Swindahart in. Uh, the hour goes so quickly. It's just crazy. Uh, let's let's get right to the text line and get into a Dell PC that's about four years old. It's a laptop with a disk drive. I've tried to download TurboTax 2021 on it, and it gets to uh, the same message. Uh, let's see. Yeah. All right. Gets to the point where it says, do you want to allow this to make changes to your computer? When I click yes, nothing happens. I've always tried, I've tried to download it online and it's told me that the TurboTax disc is good. Uh, Oh my, that's kind of strange. I would, um, uh, unless, if this is a Windows 10 machine, this user may not have authorized his computer to take software from any place else other than the Microsoft Store. That could be one issue. Uh, but you know, while I was waiting, because you mentioned this is where we were going to go, I, I did a quick search on TurboTax, and it took me to a site called freetaxusa.com. I don't know if this is in, into it or not, but this looks like it's web-based free of charge, and you pay $15 for the state portion. I th- might want to take a look at that before you go too much into, into being frustrated, and it will take your prior years into account as well. Like I say, I was looking for TurboTax, and this came right up on my browser, so I- I'm not exactly certain. i got to do a little more research. But TurboTax is trusted, tra- been around for many, many years. I'm surprised if they don't have a web-based version, so this free tax USA may just be TurboTax web-based, so it's all online. You just got to make sure that your antivirus is up to date, you got a good quality browser, and check your browser settings to make sure. In this individual's case, I would clear the cache in the browser. Try another browser and see what happens. Something weird is going on here, but it should be fixable. And if that doesn't do it, feel free to give me a call next week, and we'll take care of it for you. Yeah, I know Thank you for the text. Yeah, I know a lot of this has moved online and is web-based, and um, I've played around with it. Now, I, I've used a tax guy for a long, long time, and I've been mm-hmm. loyal to him, so we really haven't gone down the road. But when my daughter needed to start filing her taxes, I got her started on it. Now, she uses 
and and I can't remember if it's TurboTax or one of the other ones. I I honestly can't remember. But there well, TurboTax are, is the big one, you know. That right. came off yeah. from uh, QuickBooks people. Right. But there are others, and I can't remember if it's TurboTax or not. But she has now been using it for another year, and they hang on to all the info, and you can easily update it, and you exactly. plug in some of the numbers, and it's really slick. And if you don't have a complicated tax situation, it seems to me that's the only way to go. Oh, I would agree. You know, a lot of people overcomplicate this, and it really doesn't need to be that complex. And the, the one thing that TurboTax started is it would not allow you to make a mistake in the legal area. Now, now you can pump in all kinds of false numbers, and which would be not smart, in my opinion. But it actually watched each individual state for laws as well. That was a tremendous part of this, this service. So I, I, but I like the web-based thing. You don't have to worry about your, your data getting lost. You'll have it next year and the year after. And at the cost, I mean, 15 bucks for your state and you're done? Oh, man, that's good. That's, and I'm sure they got some specialists that will help you if you got something more complex. And that's what they're looking for, I'm sure, is to sell the services of pros. And I hope that helps. That's a great topic this time of year. Um, Doug, this is really a good question. I, I, I can't fathom that it would ever turn out this way. But do you think there's a day when some sort of wireless Internet will ultimately be faster than wired Internet? I, I don't know how that could be possible, but what are your thoughts? I think I've, I've pondered this a lot, and I think it's coming. Uh, with um, the innovation of, uh, of StarTech with, with uh, Elon Musk's Internet. Starlink. Uh, yeah. yeah, Starlink, I'm sorry. And with Starlink, it, it, the potential here, because there's no cable, there's no heat. The potential is is that we should make that thing just go lickety-split. I mean, like, way fast. Uh, I think it's coming. I really do. But here again, when I open up to connect something just at my house in Inverell Heights, I'll bet you I see 40 different wirelesses that are within range of what I could connect to. And with more and more signals, people are going to have to become more conscious about setting the channels so we're not conflicting with one another. And I think that this is also going to bring some extra challenges coming our way. But I do think it's coming. Uh, five years ago, I'd have said there's no way wired will always be faster, but I, I've watched this wireless now change just in the last several years. It's incredible the speeds we're getting. Absolutely incredible. I think it's going to surpass wired. All right, Doug, here's a good one. It's a quickie. We can end the show on. Would you recommend buying your own modem or just renting from the provider? Uh, you know, there was a time where I would have said, buy it, buy it, buy it. And I actually just experienced trying to buy my own when I went to a gigabyte. I went right back to just paying the rent. It's just, it puts the onus on the providers back, and they prefer it as well. They're going to be updating um, the inside on the firmware and, They've got control anyway. They're up the chain. So, And for $10 a month, I just don't think you can purchase one for that. Yeah. But it depends on what you got for a full overall application as well. But they got such good equipment at CenturyLink and Xfinity. And, and even uh, the outlying Internet service providers, they're pumping out really good modem slash routers. Yeah. This is outstanding equipment. And like I say, I, I would prefer the, the rent thing. You don't have to worry about it breaking down, breaks down, call, go get another one. Yep. They train it up, and it's just bang, 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 and you're done. All right, we got it run. Uh, Doug, uh, your phone number and email. 
Uh, thank you. 651-552-9543 and admin, A-D-M-I-N, at WCCOTech.com. W-C-C-O-T-E-C-H.com. 651-552-9543. And thank you, Steve. All right, very good. There he is, Doug Swintonheart. Tech Talk Saturdays between 2 and 3. We apologize to those folks that didn't get on the air with a call or a text today. We'll have all the news, all the weather coming up at 3 here on CCO. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.